Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 198, The Lost Boys. Being wild is in this podcast. Whoa. It doesn't work as well as the last one, but I wanted something different. Hmm. We needed something different to distinguish this episode from episode 36, was it? 37. Oh, my bad. I was off by one. You were off by one. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. It's a very special episode. Yes, we should explain. We are redoing something. We should explain. Does this sound familiar? Hey everybody, welcome to the Lost Boys. Well, it should, because we've done it before, on episode 37 in fact, but that episode was frankly unlistenable. But the funny thing is, it's our most popular episode of all time. Yes. And I have to concern myself as, do people use it as an example? Be like, don't be like this podcast, listen to this episode and don't do that. Probably. Or is it because... It was when I was in my high of working multimedia manips and doing like Alex's jacket minute, you know what I mean? Like those different images, like when I wasn't deep in a dark depression mm-hmm. and I actually did Photoshop for the podcast. Yes. Could those it have were been some that? good times. What could it be? Why is this episode so popular? Because it's the worst sounding episode ever. And I'm worried it's for bad reasons that it's so popular. Probably it's popular because people are like, oh, sweet, Lost Boys. And then they go, oh, my God, the audio. And they click off of it. But do they forget? They'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot. They did Lost Boys. Let's go check it out. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's horrible. And they turn it off again. I mean, how does that work? I think it's just people checking out the episode and then going, oh, shit, this is awful. It still counts as a listen. So that's true, I guess. Um, But we love this movie. And it was... It's a real shame that we did it so dirty. So we're trying to do it do better. Yeah, to be fair, it was our... I was listening to it again. I, I couldn't even get all the way through it either. And it was our first episode trying to do remote through Anchor. Yeah. Which is still our home. Yes, we are still hosted by Anchor. But we've grown. But we don't do things, we don't really do things remotely, but even when we were doing things remotely, like via the pandemic, we were doing Zoom, which everybody says, like, oh, Zoom's audio isn't good enough for podcasting. Well, it's a lot better than Anchor's. I thought we were using Zencaster. No, we used, we were using Zencaster, and then we moved to Zoom because Zencaster was unreliable. Oh, that's right. Okay. It was a pandemic. It was like two years ago. It's still ongoing. I don't remember anything. Stop. Stop silent meowing, Winnie. Um, I'm interviewing the cat right now. Stop. (laughs) No dead air. (laughs) I'm interviewing the cat again. Um, I would like to clarify some statements I made last time that I did hear this time that I'd just like to make sure we're 100% clear on. When I said there were some hot actors, I was talking about Alex Winter at the time, who was 22. Just so we're all above board here. You were talking about Kiefer Sutherland. Shut up, no, I wasn't. He was 17 at the time. I was not talking about him. You just didn't know he was 17 at the time. I did not know he was 17, and I retract those statements. I retract. I retract them all. And Jason Patrick, who looks better now that he's bald. Yes. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And then he got rid of the earring. Yes, he does. Jason Patrick definitely looks better in this movie. <laughs> I disagree. I think he looked his best in Speed, too. Because when don't you look good cruising out of control on a cruise ship? 
That's when. What do you think of that, audience member Winifred? Well, she's purring. Okay, well, that's not dead air at all. So just like last time, Chaos has a cat on their lap. Yeah. And is distracted by that cap. Yeah. Yes, I am. So as always, I'm thrown over for a cat, which I feel it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help my soul. Because Cass is currently staring into the eyes of the cat instead of podcasting <laughs> with me. And it hurts my soul. I'm totally here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're trying to interview a cat that doesn't meow. What do you think about that, Winnie? Oh, my God. Okay, I hate you so much. Well, every guy, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. We are so happy to have you back for this special episode of The Lost Boys. We are They Mostly Podcast Tonight. Mostly. Two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks because it would be weird if we didn't. And this week, uh, as with every week, our friendship lives in the hashtag Marianas Trench of Hate. Hashtag friendship goals where we MMA style fight when we don't see eye to eye on movies. But that's not going to happen during this movie. Yeah, you think. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we have already fought about Jason Patrick, so I guess we got to go down there and do one round at least. Oh, there will be more rounds. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> that's <Fair>. ominous. <laughs> ominous, huh, Winnie? Uh, do you want to do our warnings before I hop into this? Like, sure. Oh, this is not going to be a good episode. <laughs> I, I quit. I'm on strike. Um, there are spoilers ahead, which you uh, this movie came out in the 80s. I mean, what the fuck? Um, and expletives ahead. Back when Alex Winters was 22. I just want to point that out again. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did The Lost Boys. Take two. Uh, it was done in 1987. It got an R rating. It was an hour and 37 minutes long. And it got a 7.3 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked because the tomato meter is certified fresh at a 77%. Critics consensus, flawed but eminently watchable, Joel Schumacher's teen vampire thriller blends horror, humor, and plenty of visual style with standout performances from a cast full of young 1980s stars. Audience score, 85%. Movie is so 80s. This movie is quintessential 80s. I just... I, I, like, the only thing it's missing is a guy parading around in short shorts, honestly. I know, right? I mean, the half-naked saxophone man does kind of make up for that. He does. So, we got that going for us. We definitely have that going for us. Sexy sax man. <sighs> God, that's creepy as fuck. Now, now, not being in the 80s, it's creepy as fuck. Like, if you just saw, like... Well, it's like Ted Nugent, I guess. But, you know... He doesn't have a sax, though. So I guess it makes it even more creepy that he walks around without a sax. I'm sorry. Not not to continue to be about the cat when we're trying oh to podcast. God. But would you look at what she's doing? Is she making a nest in your she's grocery bag? She's making a nurse nest in my grocery bag. Your cat's a freak. I, I still think uh, she's plotting all of our demises. Whatevs. Okay, back to the- do you want to go through cast? Yeah, let's talk about the cast, because this is an exciting cast. Hit me. 
Michael was Jason Patrick. Again, from Speed 2, the best movie ever, <laughs> Sleepers, and his most recent one was uh, Nightshade. Sam was Corey Haim. Mm, poor Corey Haim. Aww. He was in License to Drive, which I actually like that one, Dream of Little Dream, and Dream Machine. And Fever Lake. And Fever Lake with Mario Lopez. <laughs> with Mario Lopez. Who Chaos just loves this movie. <laughs> Lucy was Diane Weist. Love Diane Weist. Practical Magic, The Birdcage, and Edward Scissorhands. And I still say Law and Order. She fucking rocks in it because I love Law and Order. So, Grandpa was Barnard Hughes, Tron, Doc Hollywood, and Sister Act Two. Max was Edward Herman. Uh, he was in Factory Girl, um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and Gilmore Girls. David was Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer! Uh, he just did Stand By Me before this with uh, Feldman. Uh, Young Guns, 24, and Phone Booth. And? And? I lost my train of thought. Wait, it'll come to me. Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, something he was in that I like. Okay, it's gone. So... <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back in an hour, guys. Don't worry. Star was Jamie Gertz. She's still standing. 16 candles and Twista. I gotta go. We are cows. Edgar Frog was Corey Feldman. Uh, stand by me. The Goonies, which Cass refuses to watch. Help me out with this. And then Friday the 13th. I will the never chapter. watch The Goonies. There is nothing wrong with The Goonies. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, was a good movie. I hate you. You'll watch that, but not Goonies. Whatever. Alan Frog was Jameson Newlander. I was in uh, Blob, Bone Tomahawk. Oh. And Lost Boys, The Thirst. Oh. Paul was Brooke McCarter. Um, sadly, passed away a couple years ago, too, um, of liver disease. Oh. Uh, he was an Emerging Past, Wired, and Thrashing. Dwayne was Billy Worth. His internal code, Betrayed, and Can't Dancing on Jupiter. Interesting title. I know. I want to say that movie just based on the title. And Marco was Alex Winter. Um, Alex Winter. Uh, Bill and Ted. All the Bill and Ted's. Zappa and the Panama Papers. He was such a cutie. I love him. Is such a cutie. No longer is such a cutie. What do you mean he's no longer such a cutie? I'm looking at his photo right now and... He's adorable. What are you talking about? No more. I don't understand. What? 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 I'm just perplexed by what you're saying. He's adorable. Look at that face. He's so cute. Look, do you see that smile? He's got such a nice smile. Okay. You shut up. Don't judge. All right. He's so cute. Whatever you say. Look at that. Look at that smile. So cute. I can't even see it I'll from here. I'll find a bigger smile. Hold on. It's coming. There we go. There we go. Oh, well, he's cute in that picture. I'm looking at the picture I on know. top cast, and I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. It looks like he's been uh, road hard and put away wet. Yes, that exactly. Picture. That's exactly what I was thinking. By a monster. Look at, look, oh, oh. Look at that smile. Now that's a smile of the 80s. I I'm know. showing Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure when the Keanu and Alex are both like <sighs> open mouth smiling. It's great. So not Definitely. that anyone can see this with us. Do you want a short little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. 
Okay. Chaos and Carnage were upset that the audio volume on Lost Boys was too bad. So they redid this movie. No, not the audio volume. <laughs> Just kidding. Chaos's audio. audio sound was atrocious. Well, and Carnage didn't say anything at the time. I didn't know. So, so Chaos just let it go. And then Chaos went to edit the episode and went, oh my God, what is wrong? It sounded fine on my end. We didn't know until we processed it. It was awful. Anyway, five second summary for this movie is boys moved to murder capital of the U.S., which is surprisingly not in Indiana, and um, things go awry. The world. I'm sorry, murder capital of the world, which is still surprisingly not in Indiana. Whatever. They have Gary. And uh, things go awry. That's true. Gary, Indiana. I think that really is the murder capital of America, isn't it? Or Chicago. One of the two. I don't know. It's a place. It's a very important place. Very important place. Should we get into real summary? Yes. Let's talk about the real summary. So you have Michael, and you have Sam, and their mommy Lucy. And mom just got divorced, and they're moving to grandpa's house. Yes. I fucking love grandpa. Yep. He taxidermies on the side. That seems he, to be what he mainly does. Yes. Okay. He taxidermies. He likes root beer. Yep. He has awesome cars. Yep. And he goes with one night stands with Wither Johnson. I mean, I love Grandpa. There's now the Widow Johnson may not actually exist. No, no. I was Widow something or other. No, no. Widow Johnson is what he says, but okay. she might not actually exist. Why? What are you thinking? Because there's evidence in the movie that he made her up as an excuse to leave. So when Sam says the widow Johnson told you to like leave, like he knows that that the widow Johnson didn't really tell him they had a date that night because she doesn't exist. Why did he make her up in the first place then? Just to get out of the house away from yeah, the people? Just to get oh. out of, because he knew what was going on with the vampires. Oh, okay. Do you think he was like secretly killing other vampires? Like he's a vampire hunter secretly? I like that idea. I think um, he's like a silver fox Van Helsing type character. Mm, okay. He's out there with his little root beer pot belly staking vampires left and right. Anyway, Grandpa is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's got these rules. They're just great rules. And no TV. There's no TV in the house, but he does get the TV guide. Because when you get the TV guide, you don't need a TV. Okay. He's so true on this. When I was little, I used to read the TV guide to follow up on different shows. Did she really? Yes. I used to love reading the TV guide because you could like read all the synopsis for the week. Okay. Great. So when I was little, my I used to be, um, I was in the company of my grandmother quite often. And she had this thing where she would come up for the summers to be with us. But what happened a lot of the times was she would grab us for the day and then drag us around to all of her friends' houses. And and instead of like to this like today where you might just spend an afternoon calling all of your friends, she would just show up unannounced at their houses because they used to do that. I back know, I then. hate that. They still do that. The, that generation. That what is it's wrong with that them? generation? Yeah, I hate that. They just show up. My my uncle like, still does this. Like, let's go see if so and so's home and just show up and drop in on them, and like. 
It was a totally normal thing that her friends being of the same generation of her as her did not find this intrusive or annoying at all. And I got, mm. I ended up getting dragged to like eight different people's houses like in one single day. <laughs> and because they were elderly and I had nothing to do and they didn't have any grandkids of their own most of the time, so there weren't any toys to play with, I would read the TV guides that they always inevitably had. <laughs> But I never really read them for the show so much. I read them. I read like the, the 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 articles and the stories and the 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 humor, quote unquote. You know, like the oh, funny you're stories talking about the real the expensive TV guide. I'm yeah. talking about. Do you remember the original TV guide that used to get every week in the paper? And it was a flimsy. It was just. No, I'm talking about the actual TV guide that you like oh, subscribe to that the okay. gra- that grandpa had. I know, but I, I just keep thinking about the TV guy that we used to get as kids, like that just came free in the paper, and it was just papers of what was showing and what the synopsis of the no, show No, no, I'm talking was. about the actual TV oh, Guide magazine. Okay. They all subscribe to it. That's just creepy. It's like a cult. Yeah, it is. Did none of them have TVs either? No, they had TVs. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's kind of a weird grandpa cult if they... Uh... No, they had TVs, but they all subscribe to the TV Guide. <laughs> Well, Lucy goes out to look for, like, they all go out that first night or the second night or whenever it comes. And they, Lucy goes out to look for a job. Mm-hmm. Michael and Sam go out to look for fun. Mm-hmm. Find vampires. They all go to the same place. They go to the boardwalk. Yeah, because it's like um, Santa Monica. Yeah. Because you got the, you know, the pier where it's all a fairground all the time. Right. And uh, this is where we find our half-naked, oiled-up alto saxophone Sexy player with the sax long man. hair. He is like the epitome of the 80s in one man. Yeah. When Kenny G was still relevant and popular. And people like the saxophone. For like that short two-year period. Yes. <laughs> um, but Michael has eyes for one chick only, and that is Star. Star. Our delightfully pixie-ish Jamie Gertz. Okay. I get it. She's gorgeous. Yep. She's also carrying around a toddler. You think they would have less appeal somehow? Be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go hit on that single mom right there." <laughs> I know. She, she definitely throws off the single mom vibes. And he's like, "What? He's in high school. Do all the well, high schoolers go for single moms?" And she looks like she's in high school too. She looks like she had Laddie when she was like twelve. <laughs> she could have. I mean, she could have, <laughs> but that would be depressing. Um. So Michael goes off to go after her, and she's with the David crowd. Dave and Marco, Dwayne and Paul, the not hot, because they're under the age of 18, most of them vampires, <laughs> who Joel Schumacher is quoted as saying, what did I just say? He said, uh, I'm paraphrasing because I can't find the direct quote right in this moment. I hired hot young actors. I want to keep, oh no, sexy. I hired sexy young actors. I want to keep them sexy. Ooh, when you find out that most of them are under age 18, just creepy factor. The creep factor does go up there a bit, yeah. yeah. Especially when you find out a couple of these guys are like assaulted as child stars. Just yeah. drives up the creep factor a lot. Not saying that Joel Schumacher did anything. No, no, no. It wasn't saying... Joel Schumacher. It no, no, no. Was, I'm just was... saying. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying that he said that when everything yeah. was going on. It just adds to the creep factor. Now, were, was this? did this happen to both of the Corys or just one of the Corys? They were both sexually assaulted. Okay, I thought it was both of them, but I wasn't sure. Okay, it was different. I know about Corey Feldman. I don't know about Corey Haim. 
Corey Haim was the one that was uh, the more famous person. I know. Supposedly. Oh, you said you know about Corey Feldman. Oh, the more famous person? No, that's Corey Feldman. That was Corey Haim. That Corey, Corey Feldman F- said that for Haim, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly. I thought, I, it, I thought it happened to Corey Feldman. And we're not saying it happened. We're saying what we read happened. Well, I believe Corey Feldman. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying I don't want to get sued, so I'm not saying it definitely happened. I'm just saying what we've read. Because I don't have any money to get sued, and neither do you. So, I believe what they say, but I'm not accusing anyone or laying any names on this podcast. Not that anyone of any interest why should listen to I this. I know, I'm really like, because there's such listener fans. You know that what? They're going to get up in arms and be like, call my lawyer because this podcast that I listened to said this about me. You don't know. They could be bankrupt. They could need money. You know. They're not poor. We have than us. no money. That's true. No one is poorer than us. Go to our Threadless store and buy our merch because we're poor. <laughs> and don't sue us. Um, yeah, so it just makes it adds to the ick factor. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. So who was the other one? Um, it was Associates of Feldman's father. What are you looking at? The lights outside? Oh, it's a tow truck. They're oh, towing you. Okay. Better go get your car. They're towing your car. They're not towing my car. My car's not out there. <laughs> you know what's funny with tow trucks? Real fast. What? This is an aside just because a tow truck came in. My customer desperately needed a tow this morning. It took five hours to get a tow. But you know what? You park in wrong, wrong spot. They're right there in five, 15 minutes or less. What the fuck is up with that? Like, five seriously. hours to get a tow? It was a whole fucking snafu today. I don't want uh, uh, It's been a day. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Feldman, um, it was his father's business associates. Oh. More Hollywood scum. Yeah, and, and, right. Okay, and, I remember that. And supposedly, supposedly, the remember how I was saying, oh, there's this uh, juvenile club for underage Hollywood actors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The owner of that, supposedly, too. Why yes. does that not surprise me? Yeah, that I heard about, too. Because I figured drugs were... I was making fun. I'm like, oh, an underage club. Yeah, I'm sure no drugs or alcohol ever got in there. Ever. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where were we? Help me pick up where we left off here on this i am totally lost now just like just like the boys um i'm a lost boy too michael goes after star oh yes star has laddie with her but michael doesn't seem to notice that all he has eyes for is star and her gorgeousness and her boho skirt and her little flimsy top and her giant hair and she gets on the back end of David's bike, so. Well, she's going to go with Michael to get some food. But then David shows up and that's he's the next like, star. Night. No, that's the second night, though. The first night he gets, she gets on the back of David's bike. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Why well, thought we were to... Okay. I know we were jumping ahead. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. It's the same thing that happens. She's going to go somewhere with Michael. David shows up. She gets on the back of David's bike. So Sam separates, goes into a comic store, and meets the Frog Brothers. Yay! We've got Edgar and Alan. The Frog Brothers. After Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. Which I love. Because, hello. Talk about dark and twisty. <laughs> and underage marriage. Look, it all ties together. Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting this look. Sure does. I'm getting this look. <laughs> um... They warn him about vampires. They warn Sam 
You don't know about this area. You read this book. You, I don't like horror comics. You should read this one, though. <laughs> little little Rambo. Sam shows off his, his comic acumen saying that they can't put the so-and-sos with the such-and-suches because they haven't even discovered red kryptonite yet. But, um, yeah, they, they convince him that he needs to read these horror comics, which are coincidentally Doctor Strange comics, because Doctor Strange is awesome. The Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, baby, he's my favorite. Woohoo! I used to be a comic book nerd. Used to? Yeah, I'm not anymore. Okay. All right. And I don't look, I don't like comic book movies. So riddle me that, Batman. I can't because you won't watch the Batman movie because you don't like comic book movies. I don't. Um, I just want to comment on how they're like all on his clothes, Sam's clothes. Oh, they're yeah. Like, it's Phoenix. I'm like, that's California casual if you've ever seen it in the New Wave 80s. Oh, yeah. It's fucking New Wave California right there. Yeah, it, t- it totally was. But they're checking out his civilian wardrobe. <laughs> He doesn't belong there. No one belongs there but vampires. No. That's right. That was a very Alexis move I just did there. No one belongs there but vampires. That was... You were totally channeling Alexis for some reason. I'm not sure why. Alexis Rose. Oh, God. Um, and that same night, Lucy meets Max at the video store. Yes. And he sees the mother and her he's always wanted for his kids. <laughs> creepy this movie is creep all over this movie is creepy so he hires her because she's looking for a job and that's the best way to get into her motherhood <laughs> ew <laughs> i was gonna say pants but he doesn't want that he wants her as a mother to his kids so ick ick to ick. his little vampire hellion children <laughs> So yeah, the next day Michael does go with, goes after like David issues a challenge. Yeah, Michael follows him down into their little hotel, sunk into the crevice in the fault line. Well, they have a bike race mm-hmm. to the bluffs, and. Um, they almost go over the bluffs, which makes Michael understandably very annoyed. And he tries to fight David. And then David's like, no, just come on and hang with us. It's cool. And then they go down into the the sunken hotel. And, they, and David gives a little exposition about how it came to be the sunken hotel, which every single time he explains it, I like zone out for like the minute that it takes to explain. And I go, oh, yeah, I missed that again. See, I listened to it this time. I thought it was pretty cool. So what did he say? The hotel was on a fault line. And then in the uh, when the, the big one hit in 1908, it fell right beneath the fault line. And it's been down there ever since and been a vampire conclave since then. Ever since, yes. With a giant poster of Jim Morrison. Yes. There was trivia there, but I can't remember it. Something about Echo and the Bunny Man cover of a jim morrison song people are strange people are strange yes, yes. echo and the bunny man in the front and covered end of the movie people are strange which book ends this movie yes it does yeah, there was trivia there somewhere i just couldn't get my brain around it somewhere 
Um, so talk to me about what happens with the Chinese food that Marco brings. Okay, so David says, Marco, bring food. So Marco goes to get food. Marco brings Chinese food back, and David says, nice choice. And then they hand it out, and he gives David, he gives Michael, David gives Michael some rice. And Michael starts to eat the rice, and he goes, how do you like those maggots, Michael? And Michael goes, what? They're not maggots? And he's like, maggots? Yes, Michael, look at the maggots. And so he looks, and there are maggots in the rice container. And he freaks out, and he spits the rice out, and he drops it on the floor. And it's rice again. And then he says, he hands them noodles. Or no, David's eating the noodles. And they look like worms. And Michael's like, don't eat those. Those are worms. And he's like, what do you mean they're worms? And he eats them. And Michael's like, oh, don't eat that. And they're, they're noodles. So then, and all this time, Star's like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Well, and I was going to ask you to explain, was that like a vampire trick? That was a vampire mind trick, yes. Okay. I was trying to explain it to my mother. She's like, was it something he smoked? Because they were smoking weed. I'm like, no, it wasn't because they smoked. It was a vampire mind trick. So. Has your mother ever smoked weed before? No, she actually hasn't. That explains a lot. Okay. Hey, be nice to Mama Carnage. No, I mean. uh, Oh, okay. If she had, she would know that would not cause you to see things. No, yeah. Um, Which is why she always doesn't like me smoking with you. I'm kidding. Um, yes, it's a vampire mind trick. So then that way, when they bring out the bottle of David's blood, Star goes, no, don't drink it, Michael, it's blood. And he doesn't believe her because the rest of them have been tricking him this whole time. I have a question. Yes. I have my hand raised. Do you really think it's David's blood or do you think it's Max's blood they keep on hand? Now that we know that, skipping ahead, spoiler alert, Max is the head vampire, which we've already said. Do you think it's Max's blood, really? I think it's... Because they say the half-vampire, the head-vampire. Yeah, they say he's the head-vampire, but they also say it's David's blood. Okay. Well, I thought... you know, But David kept that a secret. Star even said, oh, that's the secret he was keeping so close to him, was that Max was their head. So I thought... Yeah, so it could have been Max's blood, because David could have... Star could have thought that was David's blood, too, and not known. Okay. That it was really Max's blood. In fact, it probably was Max's blood because he's the head vampire. So, yeah, probably okay. was Max's blood. He just drinks it. He just drinks it. <sighs> blood, gross. And now he's half vampire. Ugh, how do you do that? How do you drink blood? How do you do that chaos? It's disgusting. It's quite tasty. Ugh, it's thick. Goes down your throat. Ugh. Mm. Not like I've ever drank it. No, I'm just saying. It's delicious. Um, our blood, actually, in this movie had glitter in it to make it shimmerier. Shimmerier. So now we know how Stephanie Myers got the idea of glittery vampires. Now, that would be different. I would not like the texture of glitter in my blood. No. Well, it's sharp edges. I mean, it would cut you up as it goes down. It no, it wouldn't cut you up. It's just glitter's plastic. It's not metal. It's gross. It it just the, the the texture would not be good, and if you had too much of it, it could cut up your tongue a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Too much, too much glitter could be bad for the tongue. Yeah, oh. too much glitter. I know this because there's edible glitter. Yes, that's true. I don't know if they had that in the eighties, though. I don't know when edible glitter became a thing, but there is a thing. It's called edible glitter. You can eat it. 
Nice. But if you have too much of it, it will cut up your tongue. Ugh. So Michael wakes up, just wakes up the next day, or at least it jumps the next day or a couple days later, and he's sleeping during the day. And we're led to presume that he's been sleeping his days away. Yes. And going out at night and not knowing what's going on. Because wrong. his mom complains about that. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure if it's been a week or two days, because mothers just say, well, you sleep all the time during the day, and it's been like two days. They're like, bitch, I had COVID. Yes, I slept two days in a row. I'm not saying it's from personal experience or anything. I'm just saying. That sounded a little personal. <laughs> um he's not looking good though he's not he's got to wear sunglasses he's wearing sunglasses inside in the house he is tired during the day he's cranky during the day he just wants to sleep all day just a and party all night he's just being a typical a teenager. teenager teenage vampire so Sam reading the comics figures this out. Yes. And he calls the Frog Brothers. And they do think at first it's Max is the head. I'm not even sure. How does Sam get there? To- because, because, um, okay, so you're skipping ahead of it. I am sorry. You are. Because. Past the boring stuff. Um, Michael's acting weird. Sam freaks out and calls Lucy when she's on a date with Max, causing her to leave the date with Max. So then Lucy takes a bottle of wine to apologize to Max and meets Thorne, who is Max's daytime protector. And Thorne freaks out and tries to kill her. And so um, this makes Sam think of the Hounds of Hell that he finds in the Vampires Everywhere comic. And he calls the Frog Brothers and he thinks that Max must be the head vampire. That makes sense. Okay. Because, yeah, then they have Max over and he invites the Frog Brothers over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And they trick him. They try to trick him like um, they chop up garlic instead of cheese and give it to Max. And he eats it just fine because apparently garlic's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Garlic's so a thing. Vincent Price taught me that. Oh, my God. Garlic. Me and garlic. I mean, don't get me wrong. Garlic is amazing. Garlic does not like me. Garlic it's because you're a vampire. Does not like me. It is. The vamp- the garlic thing is absolutely real. Uh, did they try to burn him at one point too? With holy water. Yeah, with holy. Well, no, not with regular water. I thought it was. He no, just it had was wa- holy water. Was it holy water? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they also show his face in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And uh, thinking that he won't have a reflection or he'll have a hazy reflection. <laughs> he leaves all upset. And it's because they invited him to his home. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah. They say it's because he specifically gets an invitation from Michael to enter the home. And that's that's what gives a like takes away their power. And he's able to be just fine around them. Okay. And no sub. What am I thinking of? No. I hiccuped. What's the uh, side effect? No side effects. It takes all the side effects away. Yeah. Because Michael, you can't see his half of his reflection anymore. And he's right. not even full vampire. Right. So Michael, during the day, goes to visit Star, who's also half vampire, mm-hmm. as is Laddie. Sleeps with her, though. Yeah. Because that's a thing. Yeah, he goes there to take care of the situation. That's what he tells Sam he's going to do. Oh, it's that same night, isn't it? That they're at dinner, isn't it? No. Isn't it? No. Oh, okay. 
thought it was. No. This is, this is, he, first, so that happens. Lucy's upset with Sam. The next night comes around. Michael is, uh, or no, the next day comes around and Michael goes to go see Star to get some answers, but instead he sleeps with her. Because that was pointful. Yeah. They needed to firm their bond up. So, I guess that happened before Mike, Sam, Michael comes, Sam, Max comes over, that he goes to see Star. Makes sense. And then, um, so Max passes the test and the boys decide it must be David instead. Well, they get Michael to tell him who it is, like, to tell him more about the vampires. Right. So they go down during the day with Michael. To rescue Star and Laddie, too. To get them away from David's clutches. And the Frog Brothers are just going to kill the well, vampires, Well, you're right? skipping ahead again. Am I? What did I miss? Sorry. Yes. Um, so before that happens, they go to the, the beach, the, the surf Nazis. And David and everybody else kills the surf Nazis. Oh, that's right. And they're like... Now you know what we are. Now you know what you are. You got to kill one to you join gotta, us, though. Yeah, but you got to kill to join us. Um, but Michael is horrified, and he escapes and returns home to Sam. Then Star arrives and explains that she's half vampire, Laddie's half vampire, he's half vampire. They can be cured if the head vampire is destroyed. Question? Yes. Okay, you know how they took Laddie and made him a half vampire? Yes. Do you think Dwayne, Paul, Marco, uh, David, they were all ha- like they were all taken when they were little, made half vampires until they were a little bit older? No, because Laddie's like he's a kid. He's not going to get any older than that. That's what I'm wondering. As a half vampire, would he get older though? No, he wouldn't. Even though he's only half. No. Okay. Ghouls don't age either. Okay, I wasn't sure. That's what my question was. Yeah, they don't age. All right, thank you for answering my questions, vampire. You're welcome. <laughs> Our resident vampire. <laughs> Chaos. So, um, they figure out that David intended Michael to be Star's first kill. Um, but because she cared so much about him, she couldn't do it. Whatever, Jamie. Whatever. Um, so the next day is when Michael takes Sam and the Frog Brothers to the lair. Thank you. Okay. Um, they kill Marco. Poor Marco. Poor Marco. Like the low hanging fruits. They're like, let's kill the little one. Yeah. Well, they say let's kill the little one and they go after Star and Michael's like, you stay away from her jerks yeah should have killed star over michael marco just kidding i'm kidding don't give me that look jeez (laughs) so that wakes everybody up because they stake marco but they rescue star and laddie and then um the rest of the day they spend preparing the house for nighttime to kind of like barricade themselves home alone 
Vampire Home Edition. Alone. Yes, Home Alone Vampire Edition. Exactly. How do they forget Nanook? They're working on all this, and they for fucking forget Nanook outside. That, that always happens with these movies. They always forget about the dog until it's like nighttime, and then they have to run and grab the dog. Why is the dog tied to a fence all day anyway? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Cruel and unusual. Why wouldn't the dog just be with them the Seriously. whole day? Like he's in the way or something? Fuck it. Uh, you got Lucy who's on a date with Max at Max's house. They get rid of Grandpa saying that the widow Johnson needed a quickie or a date. Yeah. And it's the Frog Brothers star Laddie, although Laddie's not helping a whole lot, Michael and Sam. And they just barely get Nanook in as the, the three vampires that are left fly at them. And um, the Frog Brothers and Nanook kill Paul by pushing him into a bathtub filled with garlic and holy water. Oh. I love it, though. He's like, garlic doesn't bother us. Well, what about holy water, jerk? Yeah. Um, Sam is attacked by Dwayne, but Sam shoots Dwayne. I have something to say about that. Get done. I'm sorry. I have trivia. Sam shoots Dwayne with an arrow through his heart and into the stereo behind him, electrocuting him. So this shoot only took three weeks. That scene took two weeks of the three weeks. Oh. And it's only 30 seconds long. Wow. I thought it was important trivia. That is important trivia. Yes. But it's an awesome fucking scene. It is an awesome scene. Death by stereo. <laughs> Michael is attacked by David, forcing him to use his vampire powers. Um, Michael does overpower David and and forces him into the um, the taxidermy room. At first, Michael's going to try to impale David, or I mean, David's going to try to impale Michael, but Michael turns him around at the last second and impales David. On like a gazelle horn, set of gazelle horns or something. I don't know how he got the power. I don't either, because he's still only like half vampire against a full vampire. Right. Plus, think about the fulcrum. Think about the physics of it. Not, he didn't have to have to push him in. He had to turn him around to push him in. Yeah. That's like some fucking strength. That's a lot of strength. So... um they realize something's wrong because Michael Starr and Laddie don't transform back to normal. They thought David was the head vampire, but they're like, Michael's like, that didn't do it. Starr's like, he's right. I don't feel any different. They're like, shit, that wasn't the head vampire. Um, so then Lucy returns back home with Max and she's like freaking out trying to find out why the house is a mess why everything's like where where's michael she wants to talk to michael what's going on and then max reveals himself to be the head vampire he lost all of his lost boys it's so sad every one of his boys is dead and he reveals that um when you invite a vampire into your house it renders you powerless over the vampire leaving you unable to exploit any weaknesses that the vampire has while there so that's so that's why he didn't seem to be the head vampire when they originally thought he was um 
Max reveals that he instructed David to turn Sam and Michael into vampires so that Lucy could not refuse to be transformed herself. But that didn't quite go right. Um, Michael rushes Max and is easily propelled away. Then Sam rushes Max and Max grabs Sam and holds his hand out to Lucy and says, you gotta, you gotta come with me and it's your destiny to be the mommy, the vampire mommy, which is so gross. Um, and she's gonna take his hand. But uh, he's so he's just about to transform Lucy, but then Grandpa shows up. And he backs right into the house with his giant jeep thing, and impales Max with a huge stake pole. I thought it was a beam from the house that that he propelled into him. No, this was, um, he was earlier in the day, he was preparing these steaks, and he had them in the back of his truck when he pulled away. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a beam from the house. It was steaks that he had already prepared. I remember him messing with the fence with the steak. Right, they were fence posts. Now that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Michael Starr and Laddie then finally return to normal. Um, so they're all like completely like covered with like ash and particles of vampires, and they're like, and and Lucy's like, Dad, are you okay? What's going on, Dad? And he goes to the fridge and he gets a cold beverage. I know it's a root beer. He gets one of his root beers out of the fridge and says, One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. You think he would fucking warn them? I know, right? Like the first day they're there with all his rules. Be like, don't talk to vampires. Don't talk to strangers for that matter. They're vampires probably. Think he could have like put that in there somewhere. Just somewhere. Well, like they would have believed him, please. I would have believed him. I know vampires. They're mean and cruel. And they drink your blood. Excuse me. I'm right here. I, I know you are. Oh. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, you never sound sincere when you say that. I know, I don't. Because I'm only half kidding, usually. Mm. Because you do drink blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a truth. I'm not lying. You are not lying about that. Uh, any new thoughts this time around? For rewatching it and repodcasting it, I I've seen this movie so many times. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I do love it so. So I don't think I have anything new to say about it, really. Okay. Um, it's amazingly well acted. The story is so entertaining. There's so many quotable lines. The cast is so good. The way this cast turned out to be, like, not many of them were known back then, but as, like, what they are now. Yeah. Like, they became super hits. That's what it was. Three Musketeers. Keith or Sutherland was in the Three Musketeers. I forgot about it. Hey, it was less than an hour later. (laughs) I forgot about that. You called it, though. You were like, she'll remember it in an hour. It was only 40 minutes, so you did good. 
Um, yeah, Jason Patrick. Even though he did Speed too, he still did other things. Mm-hmm. The Corys. Mm-hmm. I think Ed Ed that played Max. Yep. I mean, he and Diane we, Diane were a little bit established then, but I mean, they even got even more popular after this. Oh yeah, for sure. So I just, I mean, Alex Winter went on to do Bill and Ted. I mean, that's huge right there. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was a big, big hit for them. And Jamie. Jamie Gertz. She had a big career after this. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big hit for everyone. Really good launching pad. And it just, I know I say it again, but it's just so 80s. Uh. And it's not just the saxophone player. It's like I was telling Cass as I was doing this. I'm like, oh, the Corys. Can I just say they're from the 80s? Because that's what we know them from. I mean, 80s, early 90s, you know? Yep. That was just them. So nothing new to add. I'm not going to go over fan fiction again because we already did it last time. As much of a, as a thrill as it was. Oh, but it was so much fun. I don't think there's anything new I could talk about. I don't remember which ones I talked about last time. Do you? Oh, I I forgot my notes. Shit. I have earring hypocrite for Sam. Because he told Michael that he looked so stupid with that earring. And he had one. <laughs> yeah. And how old was he that he had an earring? I mean, I didn't think that was that popular in the 80s. It became really popular in the 90s for young kids to have earrings. But I didn't think it was that popular as a... Uh... In the 80s, yes, it was. Was it? Yes, it was. Like, even pre-high school kids? Yes. Okay. I'm just old and I don't remember this stuff. So that's why I'm... I don't Clearly remember any not. of my classmates with earrings, is all I'm saying. Maybe it's because where I grew up. I do. I remember... Um... Oh, yeah. I remember all of my... My sister was five years younger than me, and I remember all of her friends had earrings. See, I thought it was like like high school was when um, a lot of my classmates got it. You know what I mean? It wasn't really no. like middle school or elementary school. I had to wait until I was 12, and I was really annoyed about that fact because then my sister got it. She, My mom got us our ears pierced at the same times, and I was so annoyed that I had to wait until I was 12 because that was so long to wait because all my friends had their ears pierced. And I finally got my ears pierced when I was 12, and then my sister was 7, and she just wanted to get it over at the same time, so she got hers done at the same time as me. And I was like, she she, she didn't have to wait until she was 12. What the hell? Sorry, I meant males. Like, the males I grew up with didn't get their ears pierced usually until, like, high school. That's what I meant. Girls, yeah. I said all my friends. I didn't say all my girlfriends. No, okay. I was just, I, when you brought up you and your sister, I was like, well, I was thinking... All my girlfriends had them pierced in, like, elementary school. Like, most of them did. But none of my male friends had them pierced until high school is all I was meaning. Like, for where I grew up, it wasn't as common is all I was saying. I still knew guys in middle school who had their ears pierced. And and in elementary school. Yeah, just where I grew up then. It wasn't as common as all. I guess so. All right. You know what you're going to get this time? You're going to get the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) <laughs> a female vampire is after adam can his cousin david his friends and the ducks save him can they nice can they cast the ducks quack quack the quack attack is back jack and then um i don't know you said i did i did mortal Kombat last time yep uh did i do my little pony last time i don't know well, I think I was going to do this this time. Oh, it's mature. Shit. Come on, people. Seriously, mature with... With ponies. It's creepy. Let's just put it that way. 
You know what's even creepier is that fanfiction.net blocks me on that. Okay. Fluttershy has been having dreams about her vampire fruit bat event and tries to find out why. Meanwhile, Dwayne has a strange dream about a flying vampire pony. Dwayne and Fluttershy. What a pairing. (laughs) Vampire pony sex. And it's mature, guys. Think about that for a second. Not on that for a second. I can't. I don't want to. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna subscribe to historically inaccurate rumors that are untrue. But all I can think of now is Catherine the Great and that rumor, even though it's completely fucking untrue. I was gonna say that wasn't. That never happened. It didn't. No, it didn't. But people think it's fucking true, and it just drives me nuts. But that's all I can think about is Dwayne and Fluttershy getting it on. Thank you so much for having me read that. Now I feel like I need an adult. I definitely need an adult. Should we re-rate? Yeah, let's re-rate now. I have a disgusting taste in my mouth. (laughs) You go first. Your pick. Okay, um, I'm going to rate this. Originally, I rated this a 9, but I'm actually going to go a little bit higher this time and rate it a 9.5. Okay. I just enjoy this movie so, so much. It's so wonderful. It's like my favorite vampire movie, I think. I think you need a podcast that's called My Favorite Vampire. Like My Favorite Murderer, but My Favorite Vampire. My Favorite Vampire. Those bitches are rich. Did you know that? Uh, They're one of the richest fucking podcasters out there. I knew that, yeah. I had like $19 million last year. I had no fucking idea. I was looking up another podcaster because my one friend's like, oh, he's bank. He made like a million dollars. And I'm like, no, he didn't. Not podcasting. Like, we make 30 cents a month. He made like over 2 million. And I was looking up, I'm like, oh. Those bitches made so much money last year. What the fuck are we doing wrong? We made 30 cents. Did we even make 30 cents last month? I think it was on merch that we ordered, though, for ourselves. I think we made mon- mer- money on merch that my mother ordered for us. Sweet. We made 30 cents. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I didn't. Yeah. My favorite vampire, though. You should make that a podcast. My favorite vampire. Yeah. Be, be Get bank. Get the money. Make bank. Okay. Make bank. That's your goal for this year. Make bank. <laughs> no, we don't do this. Become rich. I do enough little side hu- hustles. I ought to make bank doing something. <laughs> so um, far, none of them make any money, but you no. know. But it's fun, though. You know, right? I do them anyway. Mostly. I got my coloring book pages. I got my Twitch stream. I got my podcast. Don't make money at any of it. But it's fun. Someday. Um, I guess I'll re-rate. I, I yes. Guess. Okay. Um, I did an 8.492 last time. So this time I'm going to do an 8.942. And bump out of half a point like you did. Because I'm square like that. But no, I, I enjoyed it more every time I watch it. Yeah. Which is funny because it's only like the third time I've watched it. Really? Because the first time I watched it was the first time we did this podcast, I think, or second time we watched it. That might have been the second time I've ever seen it. Wow. So it's like the third or fourth time I've seen it. But I like it every more I watch it, though. Every every time I watch it, I like it a little more. That makes sense. So maybe next time I'll be at like a nine with you. Maybe. I doubt it. Nine saved for the strangers. Oh, I did it just for the eye roll. You know that, right, oh, Alexis? I actually gave myself a headache. You deserve that my headache. my eyes rolled back so far into my head. You fucking deserve that headache. Enjoy it. Ow. Yep. 
Uh, do you want to pimp us anymore or do you want to pimp yourself anymore about talking about some stuff that you do before we pimp out of here? Um, excuse me. Let me try that again. Sure. Um, my Etsy store is Mustang Sally Inc. My Twitch stream is Adventuring Hedgehog. And you can find me there. You can find mandala coloring pages at my Etsy store. And you can find me playing Skyrim on Twitch. Or sometimes I draw on Twitch too. Nice. Yeah. And it's very excellent. So you should go check it out for sure. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's very excellent. Thank you. Do you want to pimp us now? Um, sure. We are on the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidly Beautiful is your place for all things horror. And they have a killer podcast network, too. You should check them out because you might even find a show that you like as much as us. Maybe. Mostly. Oh, Mostly. Wait, yes. Um... We are on all the social medias at Podcast at Night. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group moderated by our social media maverick called Maverick. We are on Twitter and Instagram and uh, what is that place called? Goodcast. No, that's not what I was talking oh. about. Uh, Slasher. And um, we have a merch store, which you should totally go to and buy our stuff because we are poor, 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 pitiful podcasters. We could really use your money. And, um, you know, I mean, Carnage had Corona. Don't you want to buy stuff to help support your favorite podcasters who continue to podcast even after they contract, you know, serious illnesses? I mean, just think about that. Yeah. Sorry, guys, for such a long... Uh, I don't know, think we mentioned that last time, too. Sorry for such a long um, sabbatical. It really got extended by that by, like, two weeks because of the coronavirus. Yeah, it did. So I'm very, very sorry that I got it. Just you for should the be ashamed that... of yourself. <laughs> I'm so ashamed that I got it. <laughs> it's like syphilis. I'm not ashamed about getting that, though. Oh, good. That was hard fought. Did I skip something? I don't think so. So, anyway, that'll be linked in our show notes. Um, So, I'll just say thank you for listening and goodbye from chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of vampire kitties. Smith.